0: The mark of an immature man is that he wants to die nobly for a cause. While the mark of a mature man is that he wants to live humbly for one. Edwin? Edwin? What what are you doing? I'm just thinking. Remembering why I started hosting the show. Yeah, and what have you been thinking about? the origins of the show, I guess. I guess originally I started hosting ISN Radio because there was nothing on air that I wanted to listen to. But in the last 17 years, the show's changed a lot and I think in some ways it's even changed me. I mean, there's no questioning that my musical tastes have changed a lot over the years. And I still love all the classic music that I played when I started the show. But There's been so much more that's come into my life since. And it gets really difficult to fit everything that I love into my shows now. Those early days. So much simpler. Sometimes I wish I could go back. Back to that innocence. All that discovery. Back to the past. You know, if you want to go back to the past, I could... uh... Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 Cripes no. No more of your cockamamie time travel devices bringing crazed vigilantes from the past into my living room. Please. Besides, I told you before, I have my own time travel mechanism. Ah, yes. Music. But you can't use it to literally travel in time. Oh, are you so sure about that? Echo, launch subroutine 88. Yeah, yeah, fine. Fine, fine. All right, everyone. Hold on tight. <laughs> Nothing happened! Oh, didn't it? Yeah, I'm telling you. Nothing happened. Eine Ah, good evening, and welcome to Industrial Strength Nightmares. I'm your host, Edwin Somnambulist, here with you for the next hour as I do a little bit of a trip down memory lane. You see, it's been over 17 years now since I started the show on some grey August evening, on August the 1st at uh, something like 3 or 4 in the morning. Some absolutely horrific hour to be sure, and things are much more reasonable for me now And uh, now that I have this whole podcasting mechanism set up for the last uh, seven, eight years, things have been going a lot smoother, let me tell you that. So originally I started this show because there was just really nothing on the radio that appealed to my tastes. And so I figured, hey, if I start a show, I can craft it however I really want. What I didn't really realize when I started doing the show was that in creating the show, I can't really listen to it because it's being broadcast on live radio, and so that kind of really didn't help my situation at all. So what I started doing was taping the show and then putting it up online for people to download. And in 1998, this was a pretty new idea. MP3s hadn't even been invented at that point. So I started doing things as real media. And to anybody who's young out there, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about as that's been a dead format for uh, ever since MP3 uh, was created. But anyway, enough about the history. We're going to get into more of that as the show goes on. But let's play some music. These are selections that I played in that very first episode that I did on air, starting off with some frontline assembly. My goodness, absolute classics. That was just Chem Lab with Chemical Halo from the seminal album Burnout at the Hydrogen Bar, released back in 1993. One of the big progenitors of that cold wave sound, mixing industrial with electric guitars, kind of metal sound as well. Skinny Puppy before that with the classic Chainsaw that I've played on the show so many times because it uh, has the word somnambulist in it, and I'm rather partial to that word. Kind of a trite reason for liking a song. It is actually a good song outside of mentioning Somnambulist, yes. Uh, from the Disc 12 Inch anthology released on Canada's own legendary Network Records back in 1990. And Frontline Assembly started that set off with Plasticity, which uh, won the Much Music Video Award that year as uh, Best Independent Music Video. Good luck finding anything like that on Much Music Anymore, or even really any music on Much Music Anymore. Yeah, no, that's, that's never going to happen again. Who knows? Anyway, so when I started doing this show, I thought I knew everything, absolutely everything. I was a cocky young kid of 20, 21, something like that, and uh, I think 20, yeah. And I thought I knew everything about music that there was to know. In reality, I maybe had 40, 50, 60 albums, something like that, and the entire wealth of the music library from the radio station, and that was about it. So early days of ISN Radio feature a lot of the same music, and it's a lot of stuff that I certainly loved, as it was music that I had to buy. And back in those days, CDs of this ilk cost $24, 25 $26. It was not cheap, that's for sure. To uh, get a lot of this stuff, it had to be imported from Europe, whatnot. And I ended up buying a lot of records back in the day because in the late 90s, nobody wanted records. And so a lot of earlier industrial goth music and electronic was still available on EP, on LP, on any sort of vinyl pressing. And I was buying that stuff up for $2, 3 4 $5 a pop, whereas a CD version of it might be 18 19 25 Very, very expensive. So times had changed... Times have changed a lot, as nowadays nobody really seems to want CDs anymore, and vinyl is uh, priced quite out of control. But yes, the wheels turn. So let's get back to a little music uh, as uh, we continue to talk about the history of ISN radio. These days, uh, this when I first started, I was on CJSW in Calgary, And eventually, I ended up leaving Calgary and moving to Ontario, where I ended up in Kingston, going to Queen's University there. And I was on air at Queen's as well, and that was 2000 to 2002, I believe it was, 2001, 2002. And the original run on CGSW was 1998 to 2000. Man, those early radio days, how times have changed. I still love, absolutely love broadcast radio, but podcasting allows us to uh, reach out to so many more people around the world and spread the love of this music. Up next, we've got some Noise Unit with Ritualistic. Featuring samples from the amazing show The Max. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's How Jobs' Manifestation from Frames, the remix album. Back on the uh, the label that was very short-lived after that, unfortunately, Pendragon Records. God, what an amazing, amazing label. They had so many great releases. Back in 1996 was when Frames came out. Just one of, uh, oh man, just one of the... The great things on that label and that disc, if I recall correctly, was actually originally released on Offbeat a year before that, which was another amazing label. All of those things got wiped out in the mid to late '90s. Unfortunately, there was a plethora of industrial labels that had uh, a small but amazing cadre of artists on them, and uh, that yeah, they just they really all got put out of business by. Uh, metropolis, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, because it did create a new golden age of industrial, which um, industrial was very, very powerful for a while when the future pop revolution came along. But anyway, so in the early 2000s, I was on um, Kingston Radio, uh, Queens Radio in Kingston. And unfortunately, because of the nature of that university, nobody really knew they had a radio station. I went from CGSW in Calgary, which is probably, if not the most powerful, then it is certainly one of the most powerful campus community radio stations in all of North America. They're a very, very big station. And I moved to Queens, which had very little funding, very little broadcast range and almost no interest, unfortunately, and especially not for a very niche specialty program like my own. And that was very frustrating because I love broadcasting music, but it's nice if someone out there actually hears it. And so I kind of packed up shop for a little bit until about 2006 when I started getting the idea of maybe doing something digitally. I mean, when I was at Queens, I was very, very busy with a university degree anyway. And it wasn't until afterwards when some of my free time kind of, I guess, freed up that I really earnestly started thinking about doing the show again. And so one thing I did was I took all of the tapes from episodes that I had recorded from back in the day and digitized everything. And those are available on the ISN Radio Classic CDs, which are uh, available through donations through the site and I know I've sent out dozens and dozens and dozens of those over the years it's been it's been great to hear people hear all of my or to have people hear all of my horrific mistakes from my early days of broadcasting and the low quality of technology and yeah the goofs and the flubs and the technical difficulties and the poor mixing and the terrible levels and the blah 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 anyway we still get plagued by those things even 17 years later but yeah, it's it's it was great to be able to share those old classic episodes out there with everyone and with people like yourselves and I know I've had people write in and mention how much they enjoyed my naivete on air back in the day. Anyway, before how job was Project Pitchfork with Cold Heart from the seminal disc Alpha and Omega or Alpha Omega and th- that that actually came out 20 20- years ago. It feels like yesterday to me, but that's it came out in 1995 from Candyland in Europe and then um, Metropolis here in North America. But yeah, 1995. It seems like just a hop, skip, and a jump ago. And a great disc. Probably, it might actually be Project Pitchfork's best work ever. So good. So good. And Noise Units started that set off, a side project, of frontline assembly, with grinding into, or with ritualistic from grinding into emptiness. Eh, See, again, we make a lot of flubs even these days. So it wasn't all just industrial back in the day when I was on air. Because I was broadcasting only to Calgary, it was, I really needed to cover a lot of bases. And so I played industrial, I played goth, I played electronic, I played weird soundtrack music, and it was, as I say even today, It was a radio show devoted to exposing underexposed music. It still is. That has always been the primary purpose of ISN radio, and even to this day. It's the things that I love. It's the things that I enjoy. And there's no rhyme or reason to it other than it is things that I think that thematically fit together, things that uh, pique my interest to some degree. And I think that's kind of a special thing, because as I say all the time, genre definition is a very touchy thing. Things don't necessarily always fit into distinct boxes. And if you're living your life based on just a few rules of what you can and cannot listen to based on what you wear or whatnot, I've never thought that's a particularly healthy life attitude either. I mean, live your life, do what you want, I really don't care. But I think it's very important in life to be open-minded, because there is so much stuff that you miss out on if you're just clinging to one small facet of one thing. Take, for instance, the following, something that I've played many times, not only on the radio, but also in clubs, the soundtrack to the Ghost in the Shell movie. Thank you. Back in the 90s, one of the coolest labels on earth for electro-goth music was Nightbreed Recordings out of the UK, and they had a lot of amazing electro-goth artists, and it was really exciting because, well, it was the end of that, well, by, I guess the end of the 90s, was the end of that phase of electro-goth that didn't last more than five, six years while it was going, it was a whole lot of fun. And I think I kind of illuminated that a couple of episodes ago in my World Goth Day episode. And if you haven't heard it, you might want to go back and check it out. But this was one of those artists that I was really hip for back in the day. It was Necromantic with Children Go Bang. And I had it off of the Gothic Sounds of the Nightbreed sampler, which was just an absolute blinder of a sampler. So much good music on there. I'm sure you can probably find it in this day and age as well. Maybe check digitally online. I'm sure some sort of digital service must have it. And it's a very cool sampler. And Nightbreed is still going on to this day. They have a Twitter account that uh, uh, it's, it's like a radio, online radio sort of feed that is constantly feeding out music from these classic days of 90s goth. And you should probably check that out. Great stuff. Classic before that, Killing an Arab by The Cure from the compilation Standing on a Beach, which has my favorite Cure music. That era of The Cure is really about all that I can stand, and I apologize if you're a huge Cure fan that loves their entire body of work. But really for me, as I've said many, many times, even back in those old days on CGSW... Up until the point where Law leaves the band, that's really that's the cure for me. And as soon as he's gone, that's that's the end of it. It's no longer a couple of friends from childhood, the angry youth trying to, you know, make beautiful music and poetry, and it becomes something very different after that, unfortunately. Anyway, that compilation was released in nineteen eighty-six. And Kenji Kawaii before that with uh, the making of a cyborg from the Ghost in the Shell original soundtrack. And that was released in 1995, just around the same time that Ghost in the Shell came out again. 20 years, absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, again, I, I did cover off a lot of bases back in the day when I was uh, on campus radio, and to some degree, when ISN started uh, like as a podcast, I was able to really focus the styles of music that I focused on and uh, just play like more techno-industrial music, a lot more new, cutting-edge stuff. I had a much larger library of music by that point in time, and I had more purchasing power to be able to buy even more music, so it was good days. And again, I don't do as many ISN radio episodes now, but there's also Miami Night and the Vinyl Larder and God knows what else. I am trying to mix it up and keep things fresh and keep myself from burning out because after doing a show for over 17 years, uh, it's kind of, you get a little bit, uh, burny, unfortunately. Anyway... What I'm final what I'm going to finalize the show off here with is something completely different from everything that we've listened to so far in this episode. And again, it's another track as all of these have been that I played in the first ever ISN Radio episode. And it is by Soviet France, the masters of of alpha wave tweaking and noise music. Absolutely amazing stuff. If you can ever get your hands on some Soviet France, go for it. It's so good. Back in the early days, this is the sort of stuff I used to lull myself to sleep as it's chaotic, but yet peaceful somehow. This track I've played so many times on the show, many times to finish off the show, and especially back when I was on radio because this was a great track to play at 3.30 in the morning. It's Alka Magenta from the album Digilog, which was released on Soleil Moon Records back in 1995, a truly great disc, and this actually began my love affair with Soviet France. And I think that's really about all I have to say for the history of the show, many, many more years as ISN Radio Year 18 starts now. Until next time, this is Edwin Somnambulist wishing you all pleasant nightmares. Thank you. Additional support provided by Tyler Watts. To become an ongoing supporter of the show and net yourself some great thank you gifts, please visit patreon.com slash ISN radio.
1: The preceding has been a presentation of Ravenscroft Media 2015. www.isnradio.com.